Greetings and welcome to Unpleasant Movies, a podcast dedicated to harsh and unrelenting cinema. My name is Svalle Ogur. And my name is Thomas Simonsen Palmbra. And today we are going to talk about a Serbian film from 2010. Before we start discussing the plot of this movie, there will be a lot of spoilers and discussion about the themes and everything, so just bear that in mind. This movie is directed by Sredan Spasevic, and it was written by Aleksandr Radivujevic, and the cinematography is by Nemanja Jovanov. And it's starring Sirdan Todorovic as Milos, Sergei Trifunovic as Vukmir, Helena Gavrilovic as Maria, Slobodan Vestic as Marco, and Katarina Zitic as Leila, and uh, Luka Miatovic as Petar. Right. So this film is about a former porn actor by the name of Milos, who gets contacted by a former colleague, a porn star, who kind of introduces him to this, I don't know, seemingly ambitious, though maybe a little bit dodgy, porno director, artisan, Rukmir, who offers him like a deal to get back into the business to do a single film that's kind of secretive and extremely well paid, so that he wouldn't have to do any more jobs after that. He can retire. Right. Milos has um, a wife and a kid that he wants to be able to take care of. They live well, but I guess they just want to be financially settled for the rest of their lives. The money's running out. Yeah. So he's uh, given a contract that he has to sign. And from there on continues a troubled ride, should you say. He initially does some scenes with them that have maybe some small elements of uh, physical violence, not exactly snuff, but smacking and, you know, children being present in the room, which he finds very disconcerting. After a while, he kind of tells Vukmir that he he wants out, but is subsequently drugged, wakes up in a haze, blooded in his own home, and kind of discovers a series of videotapes after retracing his steps and um, sees that he's been given kind of like a hyper sex drug. A bull aphrodisiac, I think they called it. Right. It sounds like bullshit to me, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Which has caused him to perform a series of extreme violent and deviant sexual acts. He has murdered a woman while fucking her on film. And towards the end, he's been kind of tricked into raping his own son while his brother, who's a policeman, is raping his wife, Milosh's wife. And then he sort of kills Vukmir, the director, and his tough guy friends before taking his son and wife home. And after a bit of a think, he kills them and himself. And um, like another director guy has been filming this at the very end. Yeah, he was probably behind it all along. Yeah, it gets very sort of twisty. We'll we'll get into that more after a while. But that's the, like the basic plot, sort of um, twisty um, snuff themed porn misadventure, I guess you'd say. I mean, it's basically ex porn guy gets lured into making a snuff movie. Yeah. So this is a very slickly produced movie. Like it has, you know, cinematography that looks very clean. It's got good sound design, user music. It's well edited and well lit. It's got good VFX, using of puppets. Yeah, the gore effects are pretty decent. It looks, uh, you know, slickly produced, well-made, like someone who understands film. I kind of disagree. I think it looks cheap and the color grading is horrible. 
I'm not disagreeing with that. <laughs> it does look kind of adolescent, I think. Very. But it looks like it's made by people who know what they're doing. They, sort of know what they're doing anyway. Well, I mean, it doesn't look like an exploitation film. It looks like someone who has opinions about what they should do. They to know me, it kind of looks like an exploitation film, but I, I guess we'll agree to disagree on that. <laughs> Well, I mean, it is an exploitation film, I think. For sure. But the point is that it's not an amateur production. I mean, for an exploitation film, it looks pretty slick, right? And for the subject matter, it looks surprisingly professional. Right. I mean, it is a professionally produced film right. with a lot of people behind the scenes who do have a lot of talent. This main actor, Sedan Todorovic, who plays Milos, he's actually collaborated a lot with Emil Kusturica, who's one of the like prominent Serbian directors. He's done Black Cat, White Cat and Underground and a bunch of those very cool and stylish Balkan type arthouse films. Really cool films. Yeah, I mean, he's one of the better things about this movie. His casting is pretty good. A lot of the actors do have a fair amount of experience, like the main cast. I'd say they do a good job with both their hands. Yeah, that's exactly what I would say. With the script being as it is, they're doing their best, for sure. This is a pretty controversial film, and we wanted to talk about it not just because it's unpleasant, but it's one of those unpleasant films that's often considered a less successful attempt at making a disturbing movie with heavy themes. Like the director Spasujevic, in interviews and stuff, he will talk about Serbian history and society. Yeah, specifically liking the violence in this movie to the violence done towards the people of Serbia and stuff. Right. And whether or not he manages to convey what he wants is the question on the debate. Right. Because, I mean, there are mixed opinions on this. Some people do feel it's actually quite successful. I would say that that seems pretty extra textual. There's very little overt references to anything like that in the actual movie. You could say it's symbolic, but I mean... Well, I mean, it clearly points to the idea of guys behind the camera or yeah. like rich people who, you know, manipulate not exactly working class, but more ordinary people, I would say, into violence and disturbing scenarios. So that's a pretty clear, you know, intent of the director. But in terms of specific historical allegory, I'm not that familiar with Serbian history to pick out anything, at least. Me neither. So I won't be too sure about it, but... Nothing jumped out at me anyway as being particularly like towards the history of Serbia or whatever. For sure, it's like about a kind of normal porn actor dude who gets roped into this thing by these uh, shady criminal business, like these guys behind the scenery pulling strings. I mean, obviously it's about that, but I'm not sure like what that really gives me in terms of the movie, right? I mean, it is very explicit and, you know, it has scenes of babies being raped, a lot of kids involved in sexual acts in uncomfortable ways. The imagery itself is pretty disturbing. So the question is whether or not that feels useful or... Serving that, the point of the movie. Or like intellectually stimulating in terms of what the film wants to do. Right. For me, like during a lot of the most extreme scenes of this movie, I was just kind of bored to death. I just found it tedious for the most part. I mean, if you were around when this movie was released, you might have remembered the, a lot of discussions around it because of the extreme violence and, you know, the extreme nature of the movie. Right. I mean, that was most of the reason people talked about this movie. I mean, the horrific scenes of, uh, you know, infants being raped and, and stuff like that. Mm. There was very little discussion about the artistic merits of the movie. And I don't know, like, in a way, the extreme sexual violent nature of the movie definitely got people talking about it and got people interested in maybe watching it at sort of a, on a dare almost, but I don't recall anybody watching it and being like, wow, that was a really 
good movie that made me think like no mostly it was just damn that was horrible mm. <laughs> and it sort of starts and ends with that right um, and even even though like the director has stated the opposite if it feels like it's a film that wants to be the worst thing that you've seen like the most horrible and obscene and troubling imagery and themes Right. But like, in some ways, that reminds me of Solo. But I felt that had a lot more to say. Right. Like that felt a lot more interesting in what it was trying to do. Like it had a lot of political context, obviously, in the movie, stuff like that. And even though I don't want to watch that movie again either, at least I felt it gave me something to think about. Whereas, like, I won't be coy about not liking this movie. To me, it feels really flat. There's a lot of sexual violence and violence and torture and murder. But to me, the plot isn't that interesting. Not only that, but it feels just kind of unbelievable. Like, I don't really buy the whole concept of it. I suppose if you had written it better, it might have been an interesting concept. But the writing didn't feel very good. Like, the script felt weak to me. The way, not the editing specifically, but the way the narrative elements unfold just didn't really work for me. I'm not quite sure what it is that doesn't work for me, but... But that's kind of what I think we should try to explore a bit. Like, why, for me at least, this kind of fails in what other films we talk about succeed in, in one way or another. When I re-watch this film now for the podcast, it kind of struck me that, like, the way it's made feels somewhat informed by, like, early Fincher films. You know, it's not a direct copy, but there's something similar about, like, Seven and Fight Club that's quite, you know, twisty and grimy. Yeah, quote-unquote gritty. Right, it has this kind of dark crime style to it. Yeah, I was just getting some Winding Refn vibes off it, or maybe trying to be sort of this hardcore crime, you know, European vibe. And, I mean, it has that to a certain extent, but I don't know. The characters feel oddly flat to me Mm. the criminals are like just sadistic they don't have any depth to them like there's very little motivation right yeah the characters like Miller she comes off as very affable I would say he looks like a a shaggy dog he has like a good face I think for cinema I mean he's good but aside from ostensibly being like a a legendary porn actor that everyone's praising to the house guys which is fun because you do see clips of his films and it just looks like a guy grunting and humping it looks pretty bad like that's one of the first things I don't really buy is like him being this legendary dude that yeah. everybody wants to like be with yeah, yeah. and work with yeah, and it's yeah. like <laughs> the shitty c-list porn actor that and that could be like a built-in contrast of the film that it's, it's for bullshit. sure i mean there are porn actors that are quite ugly and yet are iconic and legendary like that's not i don't know there was just something about the way that was Right, and it, it kind of reminds me a little bit of how main actors in films often get talked up in a way. An example for me is the movie Drive, which, you know, it's not a bad movie, but the way that Ryan Gosling character is constantly talked up as some sort of amazing, it just feels very contrived. Yeah. It kind of puts me off a bit, and I feel like there's something similar going on with this character. Although I'm not, I can't really tell whether the director has... Oh, that's a concept that he's playing with or if that's just he's seen that done in other movies and he's kind of copy pasting because that's what I feel with a lot of like the filmatic approaches he has to things I mean it's, it is a well edited movie I think the sound design is pretty yeah the sound, sound design is actually quite good that's probably one of my favorite bits yeah. sound and music and stuff is yeah. pretty pretty well put it's together pretty good yeah. and I feel like he's well informed about filmatic techniques he's not really exploring his own landscape so much as using you know, contemporary techniques in a you know, informed manner. 
Right. But going back to, again, the whole believability of this character being talked up all the time, I feel like that's one of the drawbacks of this movie is there's a lot of telling and not a lot of showing in regards to the characters. Right. You know, you right. talk about these yeah. people as having these qualities and it doesn't really come through their actions or whatever. It's just like, I mean, what you see of it actually sort of works against what you're being told. And so you get this dissonance right. that's not very... I mean, there, there are several elements of this that I find kind of strange and not quite believable like this director who's you know talking about porn as an art form and like wanting to you know elevate it and talking about international markets and you know making loads of money and he has a lot of these speeches where he talks things up doesn't really feel like a person would talk about that it feels like what someone would write about a person talking about that sort of stuff just feels very off in a way it feels off also because it's like it's not so eloquent and that's not necessarily a problem for like the psychopath character but just the the whole monologuing goes on for a bit too long and it's a bit overacted and probably not the actor's fault but seems like a directorial thing and the points he makes are so unpersuasive yeah, and kind of banal. Really. Yeah. And, you know, this space that they hang out together mostly, which is this, you know, kind of stylish black room with, you know, sleek furniture. Yeah, and like these... a millionaire's riding right. hall. And he has these kind of uh, Bacon-esque paintings on the wall. Like, that's a very specific reference. But they, they're obviously not painted by Francis Bacon. <laughs> I can't believe it's not Francis Bacon paintings. They're just a bit too close. I mean, he's very obviously pointing to that as a reference for us to pick right. up for people in the know, like, you know, culture. And um, <laughs> it's another thing that doesn't really feel earned or understood very well, I think. No, it's, it seems kind of stereotypical to like, this is what an evil sex psychopath right. would have in their house. Right. It doesn't really feel like it's not interesting. It's just kind of trite. Yeah, it's weird. Like one of the few other examples I can remember, at least the top of my head, where, you know, they use Francis Bacon paintings is uh, like the remake of Robocop. Anyway, um, they had kind of these lavish buildings with like very stylish. Those were actual Francis Bacon paintings, <laughs> of course. But still, it's kind of something I feel that kind of has to be earned a little bit or at least put in a context that makes sense. For this, it's kind of show-offy from the director's point of view, I feel. Yeah, um, and quite like expected like you're not being wowed by anything you're just oh yeah of course that's how it's going to be and i would say a couple of other things nagged at me mm. in this movie like there was some like plot points i just didn't understand like milosh he kind of goes like back and forth between this mansion all the time and i don't really understand why like he goes back and has this talk and then he returns and talks with his family and returns and has to listen to these monologues and i'm like why why are you there like you already signed the contract you're not talking about anything important to the job like what is this and it's not explained it just it just feels badly put together well, well, like. well there's a bit back and forth where he's decided not to take the job and then there's some days where he's been working and come home and yeah, but that's later that's later yeah on, okay. i mean earlier yeah. like after he signed a contract well anyway there's like a couple of scenes that i just don't understand the function of besides having the bad director dude talking you know waxing poetic about the joys of snuff mm. Or in the porn, he doesn't start talking about the snuff until a bit later. But yeah, like a couple of those things just felt very... Like the beats the movie were hitting were just not working for me. Mm, yeah, no, I get what you're saying. I thought maybe I'd quote the director from an interview he did with Electric Sheep magazine. I think this is from the same year it came out, 2010, uh, where he's asked about like this extreme imagery of the film and like the immoral treatment of humans and stuff. 
And so he says uh, it's about authority in general, because first of all, this film is an honest expression of the deepest feelings that we have about our region and the world in general. Concerning our region, the last few decades have been dominated by war and political and moral nightmares. The world in general is sugarcoated in political correctness, but it's actually very rotten under that facade. So we're talking about problems in the modern world, only they're set in Serbia, and it's a struggle against all corrupt authorities that govern our lives for their own purposes. So yes, there's anger in the film. And I don't know about you, but the moment people talk about political correctness in that way, <laughs> that's a bit of a dog whistle for me. Yeah, uh, it is. What is it really pointing to? <laughs> I don't know whatever opinions he might have politically. It's not the point, but... It seems a bit vague to me. Some of those impulses are important, yeah. and I get like shining a light on it and showing the brutality of authority and violence against humans and stuff like that. But it doesn't seem specific in any sense, like relating to the movie, except violence is bad and authority can harm people and like. But that's not very interesting in mm. and of itself. Right, it's, you gotta and expand in, that somehow. And in this same interview, he he also talks a lot about like the funding of films and Serbian cinema in general. I mean, he's call it a Serbian film, so that's a very direct pointer and there seems to be some underlying aggression there but which films get funding and representation in those terms and i found another quote by an older director who had some thoughts i thought were quite interesting his name is dragan bielogalic and he's kind of more from like the previous generation i haven't seen any of his films but what he said was i got this from wikipedia I have a problem with a Serbian film, its director in particular. I've got a serious problem with this boy whose father got wealthy during the 1990s. Nothing against making money, but I know how money was made in Serbia during the 90s. And then pays for his son's education, and eventually the kid comes back to Serbia to film his view of the country using his dad's money, and even calls the whole thing a Serbian film. To me, that's a metaphor for something unacceptable. The second generation comes back to the country and using the money that's been robbed from the people of Serbia, smears the very same people by portraying them as the worst scum of the earth. You know, when the first generation of the Rockefellers finished robbing America, the second one built museums, galleries, charitable organizations, and financing America. But in Serbia, we're seeing every segment of society continually being taken apart. And for me, this movie is a paradigm of that. I've never met this kid, and I really don't want to either, since that meeting wouldn't be pleasant at all. So that's a bit of an interesting context, I think, in terms of where his opinion comes from and culturally where he stands. Yeah, I read that too. And I would say this commentary on the movie is maybe a bit unfair. I don't think he's criticizing the whole Serbian people with this movie. I mean, he's talking explicitly about mm -hmm. authority. So I don't think maybe that's the intent. But like you sense the sort of indignation of, <laughs> of this uh, director. And uh yeah, but he does label the film as like a Serbian film. He yeah, does right. kind of label it as, as the country in that sense, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. a very direct move. It is. Uh, it's a bold move, yeah. as they say. Uh, and I get that people would be indignant with yeah. that. The year before, in 2009, there was another film that came out, Serbian film, called The Life and Death of a Porno Gang. It's directed by Mladen Djordjevic, which has kind of a similar premise, but it's quite different. It's about this young director who's finished off film school and doesn't manage to make a career for himself and kind of slides into making cheap 
porn films, but then starts to have ambitions of doing something a little bit more interesting. So he gathers a bunch of these people and does live porn theatre. He has some kind of artistic ambitions, which are kind of ridiculous, really. But he's also in debt, and the brother guy he's in debt with is police. So they're kind of changed across the country while they're riding around in this van and making, you know, porn theatre for locals and randos. And at some point, the money starts to run out and they're approached by this really weird old guy who kind of entices them to start working with snuff movies. Wait, I've seen this movie. <laughs> right. And at first they refuse, but then it gets tough, so they accept. Initially, they have a porn scene and then some rando who's contacted them shows up, you know, mutilates or murder themselves in front of the camera while explaining the story of why they're doing what they're doing. And things escalate. The police is still chasing them and some of themselves start to die or leave or whatever. Well, basically everyone in the film dies uh, eventually. But yeah, it has a pretty similar premise to a Serbian film. It's quite differently made, I would say. It reminds me a little bit of Lars von Trier's The Idiots. There's a bit more vibes like that. And it somehow feels a little bit more genuine in its approach, even though it deals with a lot of that, like the same kind of tropes of like Horner's art and, you know, tricked into snuff movies and everyone dying and like consequences of indulgence. It's a bit more tempered and not as, I would say, weirdly self-indulgent in its violence. Right. But I mean, that premise isn't bad in itself. Like, you could definitely do interesting stuff with it. One of the things about this movie, a Serbian film, is that all the violence seems weirdly glamorized. It's sort of weirdly right. has this porn aesthetic that mm. seems very exploitative. The way women are treated in this movie is... Yeah. And I mean, not that you can't make good movies that feature violence towards women. I mean, a lot of people would never want to see that, but you can do it in a way that's not exploitative and rather shining a light on, a, on an issue. This doesn't feel like that. Mm. This feels like they're really going for shock value. And parts of it feels like torture porn, for sure, like Saw style almost. Right. Though I would say this has a little less merit in a way. I mean, Saw is at least interesting to watch. More than this, to me, anyway. Yeah, this is kind of self-indulgent, I think, in a way that those Saw films aren't. Like, one of the big differences between a Serbian film and the life and death of a porno gang is, you know, first of all, there's a fair bit of humor in that other film. It doesn't feel so self-serious, and the characters are very obviously quite foolish. Yeah, a Serbian film feels so serious about itself. Right, and the gaze of the movie, like the way it objectifies bodies, and the way it places kids into those situations, feels like it's going for shock value. Leaning into, you know, the idea of this being uncomfortable for the viewer for its own sake. Definitely. And this level of viewing these children and women as objects, it's not really dealt with in the movie apart from no. shock value. No. Like, you don't really get to know them as people at all. They're just there to shock the viewer, right? right? And it doesn't really deal with, like, problematic aspects of porn industry in itself either. No. I'm sure there are people who work in porn and enjoy that. And there are a lot of very complicated and difficult things about the porn industry. But this doesn't really examine that. It kind of makes a fantasy scenario that doesn't feel very realistic. I mean, it would have been quite interesting to hear what someone who exists in that kind of uh, career talk about their observations of what this film does in terms of how it relates to pornography as a 
as a world. I right? mean, there's a lot to deal with that. And there's certainly a complicated and complex way of life, mm. way of working. And the movie just doesn't deal with any of that no. <laughs> in any compelling no. way. It's just like, look at this horrible shit. Watch me make some even more horrible shit. There's very little going on in terms of back and forth between the characters in any meaningful way. Like right. there's very little change in the characters that lead some credence to whatever theory the director has about this being about genocide or, or like the way people are harmed by authority figures. Right. It just feels incredibly trite and boring to me. And, you know, I was thinking about that in terms of, you know, war and politics. Like if you'd taken a lot of these plot points and put them in like a war zone or something like that, where, you know, things like this do happen and there is no accountability for it people return home and you know they may be damaged psychologically but they're not prosecuted for war crimes and what you do like as a soldier or whatever that kind of approach might have made more sense in a way i'm not sure why it's put in like the porn industry aside from a shock value and then you have an excuse for showing tits so right but it's also like allegory is difficult and you can't just say this thing is like this other thing like that doesn't give you anything like you have to make that inform the other thing somehow like right. uh, explore something about the other thing by putting it in this different context this is just like this is like that period that's incredibly boring it doesn't seem to make so much sense why is this like that the motivations aren't there like mm. in real life there are a lot of motivations at play mm. this is just sadistic assholes being sadistic assholes and for sure sadistic assholes do operate in the real world too but there's a lot more going on especially if you want to draw in a political context or whatever right. And it doesn't feel as if it's drawn from personal experience, although whatever, you know, the people behind it might have experienced, they could have had rough lives for all I know. But it doesn't really communicate observations, reflections, or like knowledge about what kind of a life like that would be. Right. That's kind of why I was interested in this other director's statement, as he's kind of pointing towards like someone who comes from privilege, right? Talking about difficult stuff. And while that seems a bit off, I mean, you At should least be from able, his perspective. Yeah, I mean, you should be able to talk about whatever, no matter what your well, background is, of course. Well, but when the statement you make is a Serbian film containing all that it does, and a lot of people find it very problematic. It's not the problematic nature of it that's bothering me. It's the fact that I don't think it's a very good movie. But mm. when you view it in that context, and especially I'm just very alienated by the director's comments about it versus how it actually is. Right, I agree. It doesn't mesh with me at all. It seems uh, a little bit disingenuous, I would say. Right. And so from that viewpoint, I can really understand mm. or feel that criticism. And when you compare that with the background and everything, it becomes quite, you know, unpalatable. Right. I mean, it has a lot of these, you know, shock moments that are almost more humorous. Like towards the end, it layers twist upon twist upon twist. It does a lot of that. Right. One of the twists, which is just a very silly twist, is that as Milos is kind of murdering off the henchman, he smacks the face of this big bald guy who's been bothering him. And as he smacks off his shades, uh, you see that one of his eyes is like deformed. That's usually like like a villain trope or something. Right. And then he takes his dick out and sticks it in that guy's eye and murders him by fucking. Which is, you know, kind of a twist like about what this guy really looked like. And that as a humoristic device, I mean, could have been funny maybe. And it feels like it's done for humor. Yeah, but the context is like this film has no humor whatsoever, really, apart from being humorous because it's so over the top stupid all the time with the violence. I just laugh out loud during that scene. It's so dumb. Like, it feels like some early Peter Jackson scenario. It feels so over the top and silly. Right. Except that I'd say those films are, you know, more genuinely funny. Right. They're having fun with it. 
I'm not sure if this is trying to be funny or not. Like, it feels like the sort of thing that you might expect in like a, a schlock horror movie yeah. that's very playful and, and silly and good natured about that. Which is weird considering how this is ostensibly supposed to be this allegory for political or like national trauma mm. or, or whatever. And then you shove that dig into that skull and it's like... Yeah. Right. And so much of the quote-unquote horror in this movie doesn't feel earned at all. You're just throwing it in with no stakes. You're not really exploring the characters that are being traumatized. Mm. So the horror just falls flat on mm. so many different levels. It's also something about it doesn't really feel joyously made. And filmatically, it doesn't really have a strong personal identity, I think. Like if you compare it to something like Ishii the Killer, which also has a lot of like weird violence and kind of broad characters. But it's very playful and filmatically, it's quite clever, I would say. And stylish. Yeah. And Takashi Miki just seems like he's having so much fun with it. Right. This movie feels kind of miserable. And I agree with your take on that. It doesn't feel particularly original in terms of style and stuff. It feels like somebody who's probably watched a lot of movies and, and yeah. sort of know what they're doing. But it doesn't seem like their own voice. It seems like cobbled together from various bits and pieces and just doesn't work. Like there's no strong sense of identity apart from just shock value, right? Mm. And again, going back to what I talked about earlier, like when this movie released, the only thing people really talked about was, God damn, this is a horrible movie to watch because it contains so much violence. And that in itself is like not that interesting, right? Right. And he talks about, you know, like the state of Serbian culture and history. And it's had a lot of, you know, shady characters and troubled history, being part of Yugoslavia and Slobodan Milosevic and Taito. It has a horrible, violent history, right, for sure, right. which uh, would have been interesting to explore in a movie. Right. And I'm not that well-versed in contemporary politics of Serbia, but he seems to have a, a fair amount of aggression at Serbian film as well. And I haven't seen a whole lot. Like, I've seen some Costa Rica films, and but it had like a, a really strong 60s, 70s, like new wave. I think they call it the black wave. That sounds pretty cool. It's a guy called Dusan Makayevev who has one film called Sweet Movie, which we might talk about later on in another episode. And he has this really fun, weird film called W.R. Mysteries of the Organism, which is kind of a weirdo documentary about William Reich and some completely different stuff as well. It's, it's pretty fun and weird. There's even, like in the 50s, there was a Norwegian and Serbian co-production called The Blood Path or Blue Vejen, about like a notorious stretch of road that the Nazis were trying to build in the north of Norway, where I'm from. That's a historical event then there was a film made about that by Kora Bergström. So I mean Serbia does have kind of a, a rich film history that stretches back like to the very beginning of film history. Right. So I don't really understand his seeming aggression with like the Serbian film culture. Maybe that's not his cup of tea or doesn't feel like he fit in or maybe he's disappointed somehow but it's got a pretty rich film history. You know. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the new wave directors of whatever wave it is want to sort of distance themselves from past movies and want to bring something fresh and new to the table. So that's not like a weird impetus to me, but it seems weird in that I don't really understand what the negativity is about, right? Mm. But I'm not well versed enough in Serbian film history to really understand that, but it seems kind of strange. I was quite interested in watching this a second time now to see if my opinion would shift a little. As the first time I saw it a few years ago, I was mainly exasperated, I think. I hadn't really checked out what the film was about. I just saw it out of interest, curious to know if it was good, and just kind of felt exasperated and a little bit annoyed with it. Right. And I wanted to see if I still felt that way after checking out what the director had said. and Maybe looking a bit for stuff that he's talking about. Right. And, you know, checking out what other commentators have said 
like I've seen some people talk positively about the film like I read an article that said that it's more relevant than ever right but the interesting thing is that they don't really say why it's more relevant than ever I don't understand don't think too hard about it it's just more relevant than ever okay <laughs> well right I mean it like the positive criticism I read of it doesn't really enlighten my own viewing of it I mean I'd seen like the imagery before so like seeing it again wasn't so shocking and the film kind of functions all right I think as a first time movie like if it was written better with more interesting characters you I mean know, it's not a horrible movie like it's not yeah it, it would have it would have functioned perfectly fine and let's say it was like a b-tier horror film first time director thing you know I wouldn't have anything against like the cinematic skill in itself necessarily no and I don't really mind you know we call unpleasant movies we see a lot of unpleasant shit and I don't mind exploitation movies or no. shock value or torture porn as a genre but there has to be something there well if you say there's something there, you have to kind of show it. Right. And you this, can't just say there's something there right, and, and this, then not show it at all. And this film just kind of pumps its chests so aggressively in terms of trying to sound important or trying to, you know, present itself as something that has something to say. But I'm just not convinced that this director knows how to convey what he wants to say in a way that is interesting for other people. Right. And that is a criticism I've read a lot about this movie, that the sort of seemingly philosophical bloviating is quite off-putting and makes you like the movie less when you read about that stuff because it's a movie that takes itself really seriously but there's very little to find there when you view it like it seems so shallow and I've heard that criticism against like Gaspar Noe and Fontrier right. and stuff. But I often find that to be very misplaced. And often it's a way of dismissing, you know, violence. You're not giving credit. You're not really right. looking for what they might be doing. But I just can't find too much evidence of what this guy really wants with this film. Aside from saying, you know, things are bad. Right. I mean, there's a lot of violence and torture and stuff. And again, the script is just not very good to me. The dialogue feels mm. stiff. And a lot of it feels funnily enough like porn dialogue, right? And maybe that's a point, maybe that's a thing, mm. but it just feels bad. And not even just bad, but just not very engaging. Mm. I was so bored through large part of this movie. Yeah. It is kind of boring and exasperating, I think. Yeah, and also I've personally found it a very ugly movie, like mm. specifically because of the terrible color grading, but also a lot of the imagery was blown out, like mm. the whites and stuff. It felt just kind of ugly to me, yeah. even though the cinematography in itself was okay right. at times. Yeah, I agree. Like, as I said, there's something kind of adolescent about it its idea of visuality. <laughs> right. And I like understood there was a, like a point to it, but the sepia tones of the grading was just so ugly. And like you see these flashbacks to porn scenes and stuff, and it's really colorful mm. and looking quite good. Mm. And like I get the kind of trying to make this contrast mm. and make this world seem really mm. drab and this seem kind of depressing and horrible, but it looks ugly and not very engaging again. It looks boring. Mm. Like I just didn't find it very visually interesting to look at at all. It reminds me a little bit of like 90s TV crime yeah. films. Yeah. Like it's kind of that style a bit. Right. Part of it feels more like TV almost than cinema. I don't know. There's just something. It's not something. There's many small things <laughs> that come together to form this feeling that something's kind of bad. Yeah, it feels hollow, I think. I completely agree. It feels very shallow. It's very one tone throughout the movie. Mm. Really actually happening. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would check out this Life and Death of a Pornogram. We might actually talk about it later down the line as well. It also goes into some pretty unpleasant places, but you're emotionally engaged 
with the characters and it's quite funny at times. The gaze of that film is a lot more naturalistic. I mean, it doesn't perv so much out even though it has even more nudity. Right. Yeah. But is it more like handheld and stuff like that? Or you compared it to the idiots? Idiots, so, yeah. yeah. It doesn't use like a dogma manifest or anything. No. It's more like the approach to bodies that is kind of playful and unpretentious. Right. Which is not something you see very often in films. No. And I would say in a Serbian film, the way all women are filmed in yeah. this movie, it just feels really creepy and yeah. gazy and yeah. ugh. <laughs> it's just really off-putting in addition to being boring like it's not sexy at all mm. but it wants to yeah, be yeah it wants of... to be sexy it wants to be scary it wants to be horrible i don't think it achieves any of these things it just falls really flat mm. honestly and it's interesting that it does because a movie with this premise could have been a really interesting movie like imagine gaspar noah making this movie mm. or a movie with this general plot mm. it would be really interesting and he would probably have something interesting to say in the movie not just afterwards. Yeah. Apparently the um, director and the scriptwriter are working on a new project together. As far as I understand, it's not progressing very quickly in terms of financing, but... Who knows, maybe there'll be a new Serbian film coming along. Actually, I would be interested to see it, just to see, like, has there been any progression? Mm. Like, I would just be a bit fascinated, because I am a bit fascinated with this movie. Mm. There is something interesting there, but it's just um, more in terms of just watching something not work. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's interesting. You know, it's weird, like, this film has kind of been compared a lot to, like, torture porn films. And, like, one of the films that's often been compared to, just probably because of the timing, is Human Centipede. Right, right. I think it's kind of a fun movie. It's pretty weird. Uh, I mean, the concept there is so outlandish. Yeah. Like, in itself, it's but, way more humorous. Right, and it has some characters that are pretty funny. And I feel like that's a film that allows itself to be a lot more genuine in its approach of what it is and what's to do. Yeah, I mean, a Serbian film, there's really no compelling characters in the movie. The main character could have been interesting if they did something. I think it would seem less disingenuous if it had been less self-important. Like, if it had been genuinely just things the shit we're having fun yeah. um, one step removed from its ambition of art house if you know what i mean right if it had a bit more fun with it for sure it would have been more compelling like throw a peter stormer in there or something yeah. right <laughs> and make it weird <laughs> yeah make it weird and do something more interesting with the characters or like, have characters don't just have cardboard cutouts and pretend that they right. they are people there's something quite disingenuous to me about like it's discussed with art elites yeah which this evil director uh, Rukmir ostensibly kind of belongs to in some way and you know he has paintings of faux bacon and you know he talks in terms of you know great art right and the importance and the idea of porn as fine art that just seems like such a weird who talks like that you could probably make good points for it but he certainly doesn't <laughs> like I don't, I don't buy anything well, you're well, saying I, I can understand like comparing it to like feature films classy art house and some films do that but like in terms of artistic ambition I'm not sure what this impulse is exactly. I mean, it comes off as this like super villain talking about how murder is art or whatever. And it's just like so stupid. Yeah. Some of the characters are just, he has this doctor, female character, right. that they could have done something with. Yeah. Like, she's apparently this intelligent, medically trained mm, character or whatever. True. And they do absolutely nothing with it. She's yeah. just like this sexy woman in a white outfit. Similarly, his wife and his like former porn colleague. Yeah. They're just, how about cutouts, really? They're just sexy women. And they have no agency. They have, there's nothing there. They're just either evil or victims. Yeah. There's no in between. And maybe that's what the movie was trying to say all along right <laughs> 
it doesn't feel so informed about what things mean in the movie, what kind of functions do characters have. Just reiterates tropes of characters. Like take the driver, for instance. He has this tattoo of a like a film role. Yeah. And it just feels like, okay. What's the point of that? Like, yeah. okay, they're making snuff movies or movies, right. and it feels like it's trying to make a point, and I just don't see what. Yeah, th- or seems... it's trying to be cool, like they have shades, and yeah. that also feels like '90s television in a way. Yeah, and also like something that I've seen before yeah. that has a function in another movie, mm. and in this movie, it's just like there's this badass driver mm. dude, hired muscle psychopath. Mm. I don't know. It feels so so hollow mm. and pointless. To the point that you're just exasperated, like you're just mm. like, really? It doesn't really work for me as a film. And a lot of it, I just think, has to do with like its ambitions are kind of simple. What you want the film to do and how you want to do it. This doesn't seem very well thought out. I mean, it's a famous movie, right? So it succeeds in that. It's a film people have heard about, even if they choose not to watch it. So it does succeed in a bunch of things like that. It's a notorious movie for a good reason. It's famous in the way that Jeffrey Dahmer is famous for eating people. It doesn't make what it did good art. Like, it's it's just shocking. No, but like, on some level, this director has succeeded. But as a text, it's just so hollow, I think. Yeah, there's so much ambition and so little actual well, I, substance. I would say, that, well, his ambition is what? His ambition is to be seen. His ambition is to be shocking and to right. be important. The ambition seems incredibly naive. Like, I want to make an important movie. I want to make important points. The points in themselves aren't there or seemingly like whipped out of thin air. Well, maybe not to that degree, but... He wants to be offensive, right? And... It has like an aggressive agenda. In its favor, I would say like this isn't an unethical production like the kids and whatever. They were never filmed in a setting where they were exposed to violence or sexual things. And, you know, in terms of like treating its actors, participants well, I'm, I'm sure it was perfectly ethical on those terms. Yeah, on and, those terms, maybe. But I, I mean, that's important. Like, that is important. Yeah. Sure. And I acknowledge that is important. But mm. at the same time, I would never put a child actor into this movie. Like, it's so, so debasing. Mm. Yeah. Maybe if there wasn't redeeming social commentary or something, but there just isn't. So on that level, it fails. Yes, it does to me. But to me, it's kind of sad because I feel like there's probably a lot of talented people involved Mm, in this movie. And we're not talking badly about it just to be assholes or Mm. whatever. I think there's something interesting in the fact that it doesn't manage to deliver on what ostensibly is the meaning of the movie. Mm. And it just turns out to be this shocking document of violence and horror and nothing else. Mm. Or why like the points don't really land that he tries to communicate. That is interesting to me. Yeah, it is interesting. Is it worth watching? I don't think so. I mean, I've avoided watching it and watching it. I was like, that was a pretty good choice. (laughs) Like, I I don't feel like gained anything from this movie. Mm. If anything, I was like way less shocked than I thought I would be Mm. because you're so little invested in characters and stuff. Yeah, you you don't have an emotional investment in kind of one thing, but also like what's going on, the plots or the themes. Really everything, like there's very little to make you care about what's going on. And there's so much of it too. That it feels numbing very quickly. Yeah, it becomes exasperating and you just stop caring. Right, because there's very little dynamics in the movie. Mm -hmm. It just sort of goes into like full-on torture porn very quickly. 
And what's going on before that? There's very little interest there. The writing is bad. Like the actors are doing their damn best to make this sound interesting, but mm. it's hard. You don't have a lot to work with. Yeah, this um, Sergei Trifunovich who plays Rukmi, you know, I think there's something quite charismatic about him. He has a good face as well. Yeah, like some of the actors I feel like could be really good in other stuff. Mm. Just sadly, they're not really utilized in this. Mm. Very little stuff is being utilized. Like mm. this crooked police brother. That could be really interesting. They don't right. really do anything interesting nice. with it, but it could have been yeah. interesting, mm. right? And it's kind of unclear as well. Has he been involved the whole time with this bad gang? You know, how did he get in touch with these people? Did he, you know, contact them when he learned that Rukmi was a... Uh, did the background checks on Rukmi? Who fucking cares? It isn't really explored either. It's just like... No, but that's there, the point. There like, he is. Here's a twist. Here's right. A twist. That's the point. Nothing is really explored at all. So when you get to that point, you could be thinking, oh, that's really interesting. I wonder what... In reality, you're just like, oh, that's... Dumb. But you're also kind of expecting it. Yeah. It's going to be a reveal. All the twists, by the way, are very uninteresting. Mm. And obviously, they're just going to try to shock you and shock you and shock you. Right. Like the twist about the mother and son being sexually assaulted towards the end. It reminded me of Kill List, which is just a way more interesting twist there. And this national twist, it doesn't mm. feel cheap or whatever, mm. and you're invested in the characters. And it just reminded me of that could have been done really well. Mm. Like you could have done something really interesting and cool about it. But that's like the story of this movie. You mm. could have done something interesting about mm. it because there are a lot of nascent ideas there that could have been expounded on. Yeah, to me, that also reminds me of Seven, like the Fincher film, like The End, which is a reveal, no spoilers for that, but this big reveal where things about characters you weren't expecting and that functions very well and you are kind of invested in in what's going on it has a good plot and everything and it feels like they've seen this stuff and they're trying to emulate it but not successfully yeah and and another point about seven it's really atmospheric yeah this movie has no atmosphere it's mm. really boring like there's just no sense of location or like there's no interesting stuff going on at all atmosphere wise mm. just this kind of vague sepia tone tedium mm. So yeah, I give it a five popcorns out of six and one bloody baby. <laughs> a bloody prosthetic. <laughs> yeah. One bloody doll. So Thomas, me lad, do you have a, a nice recommendation? I have a recommendation, an unpleasant recommendation. This better be good. For you and the, the listener, it's a um, subreddit that I'm very fond of. And it's called Oddly Terrifying. Oh. And basically people post things that they find a bit weird, a bit unsettling and quite off-putting. It varies a bit like what people post, but like the best stuff is often like a weird insect or animal that just looks really strange. The other day there was someone who posted like, I think it's called a black catfish. Its face looks like a human caricature. It has like a very human mouth and a huge snout uh, and a big human eye. And, you know, loads of these like really off-putting weird animals. You don't want to see human faces on animals. Like, that's just <laughs> That's wrong. really weird. And sometimes it's quite interesting. It's morally incorrect. There was one about a species of shark that's extinct who lower jaw was like a single row of teeth. So it would cut rather than, you know, bite. 
and you know sharks their teeth grow as they age so the fossils of it was like a spiral of teeth because that's how they would grow they would grow and they would you know go back into the front of the jaw Ugh. so it would continuously grow teeth and like the fossil was just like this saw blade of teeth Ugh. like uh, this vertical slice uh, horrific and that looked like a monster design from a, like from software game or something <laughs> but the thing that's really great about this subreddit as well is there's always somebody who knows the shit so somebody posts something really weird and disgusting and someone says yeah but this is actually that and that's really interesting and another one that was quite interesting is something that looks like a, a very short snake it looks really strange and it moves about really weird and turns out it's a form of um, caterpillar that's really short and it's basically just over a long period of time managed to pick up the look of a snake Right. The head of the snake, that's its tail, but that looks like a, a snake head. To ward off predators. Yeah. I'm sure. Uh, and it kind of hangs up down in a weird way. Yeah, all the terrifying is full with like really interesting, like scary and weird animal and insects and other things as well. But it's it's a really fun Reddit to check out, you know, having a daily peek at weird shit that you couldn't have imagined. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I recommend that too. It's yeah. a good subreddit. You need a daily dose of horror to keep going, yeah. right? Horror and weirdness. Yes. <laughs> so uh, how about you, Svada? You got something uh, good to share? I recommend the most horrible thing of all, politics. No, I'm not, not going to do that. <laughs> I'm going to recommend a game. Oh, wow. And it's called Cult of the Lamb. All right, it's a new one. It's a new game. It's an interesting gameplay mix because it's basically a roguelike, but it's combined with this uh, settlement building game. So essentially, you're this uh, sacrificial lamb that's being uh, sacrificed to some old horrific gods. But uh, as you're killed, you're brought back to life by this chain god underground, and you're asked to start a cult in his name. And uh, the art style is very like cute, mm. but the subject matter is really horrific. Mm. So it's it's a very good mix, and the art style is very good. Like mm. it works very well. Uh, there are like these 2D sprites in a 3D sort of plane. And then you, you basically start a cult and you gather followers and you can decide to sacrifice them or whatever. And they have all sorts of like horrible traits. Like some followers like eating uh, feces and right. they get sick and stuff. There's just a lot of horrible stuff going on in that game. And you don't have to be super horrible, but you can decide to be just like pure evil. I haven't gotten that far, but the gameplay loop as far as I tried, it's really compelling and really addictive. Yeah. So uh, it looks really interesting, and it looks like there's a lot of potential creativity in how you kind of shape the society, and you can make laws or like yeah, you can make laws. You can make different choices that affect your runs in the roguelike partition or how the settlement is functioning. Right. And, and, honestly, and a lot the, of that can be like really weird and uh, horrifying. As it I can be it. very horrifying. Like you can you can make these choices that cannibalism is okay. You're not going to get any drawback from that. Right. Then you start eating your fall and stuff yeah but the settlement building part of it is oddly compelling the roguelike partition was what interested me to begin with because mm -hmm. i love roguelikes but it's just very satisfying because you go sort of back and forth between these modes and eventually you can start sending you know missionaries out mm -hmm. to do stuff and gather stuff and it's it's just compelling and i don't think it's like a huge game but it feels very put together and the art style is great and yeah. Just, yeah i it recommend it's really neat I definitely want to check it out. Yeah, you should. It's not too expensive, I think. Yeah. Well worth checking yeah. out. I've gotten some enjoyment out of it. Cool. That's a good wreck. Yes. So uh, that's it for now from us. Uh, if you like to get in touch, you can send us an email at unpleasantmovies at protonmail.com. You can check us out at Instagram, Goodreads. We have a list over at movie of films that we find unpleasant. The music for this episode was created by Umulium. That's Yuskarning and Sverre Ogor. 
And the artwork for this episode was made by me, Thomas Simonson, Barbara. The next film we're going to talk about in a similar vein of an unpleasant film that's a little bit misguided or doesn't work as well, in our opinion, is The Passion of Christ by oh. Mel Gibson, which I think will be quite an interesting talk. It is an interesting movie. It's been a while since I watched it. Yeah, me too. Mel Gibson is an interesting director. <laughs> Definitely interesting. All right. Well, uh, that's it for now. So, um, bye-bye.